At Watermark Community Church, we're reading the Bible together and learning about how a bunch of smaller stories point to one big true story, the story of God's rescue plan through Jesus. Welcome to Join the Journey Junior. Hi, everyone. It's Nicole. This week's episode is a little special because what we are celebrating this Easter weekend is very special. We are going to review things that we have already learned and connect those things with what happened in Jesus's life, proving all those things were, in fact, pointing to Jesus. Remember the first Passover in Egypt? Like in previous plagues, God protected the Israelite people. He gave them instructions to slaughter a lamb at twilight, then smear some of the blood of the lamb on the door frames of their houses. They must do this because when the Lord saw the blood on their doorposts, he would pass over their homes and then their sons would be spared. Their families were also instructed to eat a specific meal and wear their sandals as they ate, so they would be ready to leave Egypt at any moment. Well, many years later, it was time to celebrate Passover, and Jesus needed a place to eat the Passover meal with his disciples. So, Jesus told his disciples to find a man carrying a pitcher of water, and he would have an upper room where they could prepare and eat their meal. They found that exact man, and he had a room for them just like Jesus said. So they prepared the meal there. When they began eating, Jesus said some things that were confusing. He broke apart the bread and passed it out to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Then he took a glass of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Right there, Jesus was saying that he was their perfect Passover lamb. He knew what was about to happen and that he would be the perfect sacrifice that would make it possible for God to pass over all of our sins. Now think about when God provided for Abraham on the mountain. Remember what happened there? He took Isaac up to the altar, laid him on top of the wood, and began reaching for his knife. But suddenly, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham. Don't lay a hand on the boy. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Abraham stopped immediately, and as he looked up, he saw a ram caught in a nearby thicket. So he helped Isaac off the altar safely, and together they used the ram as a burnt offering instead. God provided a sacrifice in place of Isaac that day, and Jesus is the perfect sacrifice God provided in our place. So what about the flood? Do you remember what happened in that story? Mankind had become so evil, God needed to wipe them out and restart. God poured out his wrath in the flood. This rain is not just a little sprinkle. It is more like the heaviest rain you'll ever see. Imagine waves of water falling from the sky. And it didn't stop for 40 days and 40 nights. God delivered Noah and his family through the ark, a large wooden structure. And in the same way, Jesus brought deliverance through his sacrifice on another wooden structure, the cross, 
where God's wrath was poured out on Jesus so that we might be delivered from our sin. But how did Jesus get to the cross? He was just having his Passover meal with his disciples. Later that evening, Jesus was betrayed by Judas, who was sitting at that dinner table with him. Then he was arrested, beaten, and nailed onto a cross for crimes that he did not commit. But why? Why did his friend betray him? Why was he nailed to a cross? He knew what was about to happen to him. So why did he let it happen? Because he loves us and knew this was the only way things could be made right. We should remember what Joseph told his brothers when they were reunited. He reminded them that God worked through their bad choices to bring something good. So as they nailed Jesus to a cross, what those men intended for evil, God intended for the greatest good this world has ever known. The Bible is filled with stories that show there needs to be payment for sin through sacrifice. We've seen it since the creation story. In one more act of love before Adam and Eve left the garden, God gave them clothes made of animal skin. An animal had to be sacrificed as a covering for their sin. This shows us that ever since the beginning, God was the one sacrificing for his people. Now, since Jesus was sinless, he became the perfect sacrifice for all the sins of the world. Jesus's friends and family were very sad when he died on the cross. His dying words were, it is finished. God's wrath was satisfied by his perfect sacrifice. The punishment we deserved was paid once and for all by Jesus himself. Countless prophecies were fulfilled by Jesus's life leading up to the cross. From being in the family line of Judah, to how he entered Jerusalem on a donkey, to how he died, even to the detail of where he was buried. Two whole days went by where they mourned his death. But on the third day, Jesus's tomb was found empty. So their sadness was overcome with joy. Jesus, the Son of God, had overcome death itself. That's right, Jesus is alive. And by putting our faith in Him, by admitting we have disobeyed God in our own lives, and that our only hope is to trust in Jesus' death and resurrection, we can live forever with God. Many people saw Jesus after He raised from the dead. Then he ascended to heaven where he now sits at the right hand of God, waiting for just the right time to come back again and defeat evil forever, crushing the serpent's head, just like God said he would at the beginning of time. Until then, our world still has sin in it, and we get the chance to respond to God's love for us and share that love with others. Let's discuss ways we can do that with a few questions. Question one. God loves us and sent His Son to die for us. How does that make you feel? Question two. Romans 6.23 says that eternal life is a free gift from God through Christ Jesus our Lord. How do you think you can receive this free gift of eternal life? You can review Romans 10, 9 through 10 with your parents to find out the answer.
Question three. If you have already confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, discuss with your parents who you can share that good news with this week. God loves us so much that he sacrificed his son for us. But not only that, he orchestrated 40 different authors writing lots of little stories over the course of thousands of years that all connect and tell one big, true story. The story of God and his rescue plan through Jesus. We have lots of little stories left in the Old Testament to review. So for now, happy Easter and join us next time as we journey through the Bible together.